2: Thank you for tuning in to the Sports Ethos Nets podcast. This is your host, Cody Mallory, as always on Twitter, at RealCodyMallory. I am joined by my two co-hosts, Anthony Dittmar on Twitter. That is at AnthonyDittmar underscore and Joe Farrow on Twitter. That is at the Joe Farrow. Guys, how's the offseason treating you? Uh,
3: I got allergies, so I'm sold down bad. my my allergies have
4: been buzzing today too but you know it's the off season we just got to watch other teams play basketball now which is very upsetting and not much else
2: we say it's funny you say that because i like i couldn't get myself to watching the rest of that first round like i I didn't watch any basketball until today me too and me too. it was just like, I just wasn't interested. Like, I was like, man, like the Nets suck. Like they got slapped. They had so many concerns. I was like, I just need to completely wipe my mind. of Anything basketball related, but I got back into it today. I watched both games today. Um, so. Oh man. Uh, it, it kind of pain.
4: It still pains me to watch.
2: Yeah, man. I mean, let's just dive right into it. Like, what pains me was watching the Celtics and Bucks game today. Obviously, the Nets got swept by the Celtics. Um, And it it was just like, the Celtics, like, their defense is good and all. And Giannis struggled shooting. He was turning the ball over. But what, like, Kevin Durant or Kyrie couldn't do that Giannis did and even Drew Holiday to a certain extent, they still dominated the game despite shooting horribly. They were getting assists. They were playing defense, rebounding. Like Giannis had a triple-double. And, I mean, that was one main thing that, like, KD and Kyrie didn't do. They weren't making shots, and they didn't do anything else, really, to help the Nets win.
4: Yeah. I mean, I think it's as simple as that. I mean, when – yeah. I mean, like, I don't even know what how to really say it, but it's just like – when the two guys that you need to make shots aren't doing it, it's like there's not much you can do. And on top of like the terrible schemes that were being run on the defensive end, which we already went in depth about, um, it's just like when you guys aren't making shots that need to make shots and have made shots for you all year, you just can't do shit. That's just how it is.
3: Yeah, the one too was that like Giannis was like making some more plays, even like when they were like swarming him a defense like KD. Like, he wasn't afraid to, like, pass it around, to get some other guys involved. Like, then with the shots come back to him. And he just, like, was out physical them. And, obviously, Kevin Durant's more of like, a shooter than that. So, a little frustrating. Yeah. Shows that like the Nets already on the same stratosphere of either of these teams. Yeah, I mean, I mean the Bucs. It's the a
2: Bucs long show-
4: series. But it's a long series. But if it's anything like we saw today, uh, even without Middleton, Giannis is just that good. And he's just going to carry them all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals right now.
2: Yeah, the uh, the Bucs were able to out-physical the Celtics, and that's something that the Nets obviously were unable to do. I mean, the Bucks were playing in-your-face defense on them. Jalen Brown struggled. There was times when Peyton Pritchard was shooting step-back threes at the end of the clock. Uh, <laughs> I hate to say it, but Javon Carter was damn good today. Like he was a difference maker in this game. All right, First let's not match. mention him. We said we were, we're... never
4: going to talk about that guy on
2: the podcast. You know what's crazy? We said some shit like this is going
3: to happen. Like he was going to make big plays for the Bucks, like yeah, in the playoffs. It. and it's exactly what happened.
2: His uh, his point of attack defense today was definitely. I mean, it was definitely a difference maker. Like I'm pretty well, sure. Fuck he that. Went...
4: Can we move on? I don't want to talk about this fucking guy.
2: He was a plus twenty-five. He was a higher plus-minus than Giannis. Uh, Brooke Lopez was very good. And I just want to make one point. Like, everyone was saying you can't play the Marcus Aldridge against Boston because of his foot speed. You can't play whatever. Brooke Lopez, arguably the slowest foot speed in the entire NBA, was pretty effective against Boston today. I know he was a minus 10, but he had three blocks. He was protecting the rim. But that's, and the, like- thing.
4: that's the thing, though. Like, Brooke at least provides the muscle inside. Like, like, not saying Lamarcus can't, but it's like uh, Brooke Lopez is still just such a more superior shot blocker than Lamarcus Aldridge is just in general. Even though he is one of the slowest guys in the NBA, he finds a way to block shots. Lamarcus just doesn't do that. His only value right now, really, is just, like, having size out there and just being able to knock down his, the jumpers from the five spot. Like, that's it.
2: Yeah. No, yeah, I agree with you, but um, I will die in the hill that Lamarcus should have played in that series. <laughs> but I, I guess you're right. Like Brooke Lopez is definitely a much more physical player, um, but uh, it just, just finds
4: a finds a way to block shots
2: all the time. Brooke Lopez. It just it just adds more pain. It's like the Nets played horribly; they in every game. And like, did we see the Celtics' true colors today? The Bucks were a better defensive team today, in my opinion. Well, I mean, I think a lot of people knew that the Bucs were just
4: insane on the on both ends of the floor. Really, they just have everything that you want in a team. It's kind of like kind of like they just took Giannis and just put the perfect pieces around him to the point where that even if Middleton's out, Giannis and Drew and all the other boys can go out there and get you a win if you need it. And it's just yeah. like it's not I don't think it's really anything against the Celtics personally. I think it's just like I think it's just Giannis being that damn good and the rest of the, and just being a well coached and a well run organization.
2: Yeah, I agree. I also think Bobby Portis is a huge difference maker.
3: Yeah, he is too. Both we'll guys play some solid defense too in the paint.
2: Yeah, yeah
3: it's been insane.
2: And, Wes and Matthews, Drew Holiday were harassing players. Like, I don't know. The Bucks are definitely a well constructed roster. Um, obviously, they're defending champs. And I just hope that Sean Marks kind of takes a playbook out of what the Bucs do and what they did building their lineup. I know one guy, this is kind of a little off topic, a little ahead of us. I would love for the Nets to somehow get Chris Boucher this offseason. We saw the Raptors fall, but he's a damn good modern big. If he can switch on the perimeter, he can knock down a jump shot. He protects the rim. He's not quite as physical as, like, the bigger big because he's kind of thin. But he's a free agent this year. Um, I know Toronto's kind of log jammed at the big spot. They got a lot of lanky guys. Maybe they let him go. Uh, he's probably going to command more than the Nets can afford to pay. But that's just one guy that I have on my radar. I know we'll go much further in depth into guys we want the Nets to go after later in the offseason. But he was just fresh on my mind. After well, there, watching that there is an game. option. There is an option to where we can get him, possibly. <laughs> I already know where you're going with this.
4: <laughs> Do
2: you? You're talking okay. about tra- trading someone away. No, no,
4: no, no. Oh, no. I'm okay, talking yeah. about if Patty Mills declines his player option, then we wow. have the MLE so, open again, which I could mean, go to him. A guy like him could take the MLE. That wouldn't surprise me whatsoever. We're going to
2: go further in depth towards the end of this episode on who we think will be returning for the Nets. If anyone, we'll go player by player, so we'll definitely talk about Patty Mills later, Um, but that would be interesting. Yeah,
4: I mean, there's a lot that can happen because there's two guys with options, one that we assume is going to be back for sure, and then there's a lot of unrestricted free agents, and we do have a restricted free agent. So money's going to go somewhere. We'll see.
2: Did you guys see that the uh, how much money Joe Side's losing on the Nets and the Barclays Center? I think it was like hundred and fifty million combined he lost this year. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's insane. I saw, I saw an article that was from like the New York Post or something. It was like the Nets, I think, were fourth in like ticket sales or something, but they still were not remotely close enough to him to break even. Crazy. It's most like a- sports
3: teams don't break even, though, if you look at it. Most guys, yeah, uh, teams can afford the losses. Yeah. yeah.
4: Um, I think also, isn't the Barclays Center up for, like, a new name leasing? Yeah, like, it might not be the Barclays Center next season, yeah. right? Isn't it, like, up for this offseason?
2: Yeah, it
3: is.
4: Interesting.
2: They're also so getting a the- new CEO again.
4: Yeah, the, the Clays may be
2: dead, guys. That's crazy. <laughs> Good. Fresh start in Brooklyn. Really <laughs> Change everything. The new franchise next year, I hope. <laughs> um, before we go more in-depth on the Nets players we think will return, won't return, maybe get moves. You guys want to talk about any of the other playoff series? I know the uh, Warriors-Grizzlies series game one
3: was
4: crazy. I want awesome. to start with.
2: Do you think Draymond deserved to be ejected?
3: Nope, no. It was a flagrant, but not a flagrant too.
4: Yeah, it was I a flagrant. That was definitely a flagrant 1 just cuz just cuz his arm got hooked on the jersey and he went down, but like at the same time it's like happened so quick. You could see Draymond was th- like trying to catch him too, but it was just like hand got caught on the jersey after going for the ball and like he just kind of like yanked him down as he was trying to catch him
2: at the same time. But it was
4: just like, uh, like he shouldn't have been ejected, but the Warriors still found a way to win, so good for them. Yeah.
2: I mean, personally, I don't think he was trying to hold them up when he grabbed his jersey. I, that's just the way I saw it. I mean, I don't know if I'm not giving Draymond the benefit of the doubt because of his past, his history. I agree with you guys. I don't think it was a flagrant two. I think it was definitely a flagrant one. Um, but like you said, the Warriors won. I want the Grizzlies to win personally. I'm kind of sick of the Warriors. But they had their chance, Dah. Ja, I mean, he got a tough look at the end, but it was a layup. It was a makeable one, even though he was two people in his face. Klay Thompson, missed two free throws, which just never happens. <laughs> so I think it's going to be a good series. You guys, who do you think is going to win that series? Warriors? I think it's going to be Warriors, to be honest. Yeah,
4: I'm, take, I'm taking the Warriors to go all the way to the finals. They just look superior to almost everybody right now, like the – The Bucs obviously look great, and the Celtics have looked great so far up until this game, but apparently they were playing some dog shit competition, the Celtics. (laughs) But, no, I mean, the Warriors are so good. Why are you sick of the Warriors? They haven't even been in the playoffs in the last two years.
2: Uh, I've never been, like, a big Draymond fan. I kind of hate his antics. I get that he's, like, elite at his role. I think Steve Kerr's overrated, in my opinion. (laughs) Uh, I'm I, going to be honest, when the Warriors first like came out in like what 2016 or 2015, I was pretty pissed that Mark Jackson got fired. I thought that was his team. And then they kind of effed him over and just gave a nasty team to Steve Kerr. So ever since then, like I haven't been a big fan.
4: Well, I mean, that's kind of what the Nets did with Kenny Atkinson. I mean, yeah. like, same thing. It's just our coach
3: apparently doesn't know how to coach basketball. So, so wrong season. <laughs> Yeah, we hired the wrong Steve. We hired a Steve without championship pedigree because he never won a ring. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And
4: Dude, we thought that some shit thought. was going to change. It's-
3: He won three with the Bulls, then he won one with the Spurs. Then he won like four, three with the Warriors. He has like seven. Yeah, I mean, I
4: think Steve Nash has a ring as a consultant for the
3: Warriors. Oh, God, that's a handout. (laughs)
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll Bro, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Steve Nash could have coached the Curry, Draymond, Thompson, Durant Warriors, and they would have won a championship. That's all. I'm gonna yeah, say. I
4: don't. I don't know. He coached the KD, Kyrie, and
2: whatever Nets, and
4: they oh, couldn't even win did, a playoff.
2: Game, so. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Did, I mean, I guess he coached the KD, Kyrie, Nets, but he didn't really get to coach the. uh Katie Harden, Kyrie Nets, very well. That's why I didn't say Harden. I said whatever, yeah. Nets. <laughs> I'm also pretty pissed that the Sixers lost. Um, I do – I mean, the Sixers won, sorry. I do genuinely feel bad for Joel Embiid as much as I think he's a punk, and I don't like the Sixers ever since. They elbowed Jarrett Allen in the mouth and then laughed about it. Um I mean, it I was fun When you think
5: back
2: at it, but. <laughs> I, I, I do think Joel Embiid is a tremendous player. Obviously, the league is better when they're playing. I hope James Harden absolutely shits the bed against Miami without him for at least the first two games. I heard he but, has erectile dysfunction and he won't, point, and he won't point.
3: <laughs> I hope you see this. That could be really good for us. Like if he plays horrible, or if he plays amazing, it's like the it's like a really hit or miss tomorrow.
4: Yeah. I mean, we already according to the Twitter to the Twitter
2: coaches, we lost the trade already, so who cares? Well the Harden stands were brutal in my mentions after they advanced past Toronto. I can't have I can't have Harden play well in game one and
4: two. He won't. We've seen him this year. He won't get yeah.
2: yeah, he's not he's not the same guy. Not to say I think he's I'm I'm gonna say this on there, like recording. I think he's an elite game manager. And I'm going to be honest, I think that is what the Nets needed against Boston. I'm not saying they would have won the series with him. And he's definitely not the same scoring threat that he once used to be. But he is a guy, he's like a game manager in football where he can hand the ball off, make the occasional throw when he has to. That's kind Like of a Max
4: Jones or a Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah,
2: that's kind of what I see James Harden at now. And if he has elite players around him, he's going to look elite. But it's just the role he's playing. And yeah. I mean, he can play in Philly because Philly, like, they have good players around him, like MB, Tobias Harris, even though his contract is horrible. He's still a good basketball player. Obviously, we've seen Tyree Smacks, the emergence. So, but losing James, as well for, like, James
4: Harden on court, like, his play style, if we're going to compare it to like NFL guys. He reminds me of Matt Ryan a lot. Yeah. Like, just because like Matt Ryan, like, he had his MVP stretch and he was like a top five quarterback year after year when he had like a solid team and scheme around him. And then it's just like his place started to slowly decline, and everybody around him also was getting worse. But and he was getting worse at the same time. But so I know Matt Ryan is going to take the Colts to the AFC championship this year. So <laughs>
2: I don't know
4: about that, but I guess
2: we'll find out. Are,
4: oh, we'll see. And I'm going to come back to this thing. Or I'm going to rub it right in your face.
2: <laughs> you are the picks expert, but. So exactly. I think we should we should maybe get back on topic with some Nets stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think the plan—correct me if I'm wrong—is we're going to go through Nets players that. Yeah, I have not. I have a list. I have a list. Locked in for to next year, and we're going to yeah. all make a prediction if we think they'll be back, and then if we would like them to be back. Okay. There's all right. So big I'll, difference I'll, between the two. But you can yes. start, Joe.
4: So the first name on this list is Lamarcus Aldridge as an unrestricted free agent. He is going, he is 36 right now going into free agency. He's gone. I think he's gone too because he just barely played. And I don't want him back either.
2: Honestly. I think he might retire
3: too. I don't even know.
2: Have I him retire, bring him on as a player development coach, have him coach uh, Nick Claxton up and J Ron with uh, Amari that was
4: literally That was literally his job this year.
2: Yeah. But occasionally that Nick knocked out. down a
4: million, uh, and occasionally knocked down a mid range shot.
2: Yeah. I'm in the same boat. I, I, I hope, I don't think he's coming back. I don't want him back as a player. I have mad respect for him after he went through the hard thing and he came back to try to help the Nets, and then he didn't get to play. So I wish nothing but the best for him, but we don't need him back in Brooklyn.
4: All right. The second name on the list is Bruce Brown. He is an unrestricted free agent. He was restricted last year and then he signed the qualifying offer so that he can come back this year and ball and then go into unrestricted free
2: agency. The Mets do have his bird rights, by the way, so they can go. Yes, in the cap, yes. So that's important to mention. Um, who wants to start on this one?
4: I could
3: start. Joe, I- you want to?
4: No, I was just going to say, I think he will be back, and I want him back very badly.
3: I agree with both sentiments, but this is not – I don't think this is a guarantee just because of, like, how well he played. He really improved that corner three. His shooting was always a problem, and now he can hit the dunk consistently. He's like a very important piece for the Nets and any team. And the Nets really aren't in the business to let good players, especially on the defensive end, go. After last year, lost Dinwiddie for nothing. Pretty much, he lose a couple other guys. Like guys just walk out the door. Can't really afford to do that again. So I think Bruce comes back. It'll be interesting to see how high we get. Yeah.
2: I'm gonna be honest, Curtis. I'm on the I'm on the exact opposite side of you guys. I don't think he'll be back, and I don't want him back. What? It's no it's our it's third no best not,
4: player this year. It's,
2: it's actually, yeah, our third best player that got us swept. But if he was 6'7", fault. If he was six seven, I'm all for it. I just Jeez. I just think the, the Nets, like they're gonna have curry they're going to have Joe Harris. I'm sorry, but those two aren't going anywhere unless there's some crazy trade that no one's expecting. They're going to have Kyrie. Like you got to, what we saw is the Nets need to get some size. Like Bruce Brown is great at his role, but he's just undersized in my opinion. Even we saw it with Tatum or Jalen Brown are posting him up. They were just shooting over him. Like he's playing tremendous defense, but he's what? Six, four, six, four. Yeah. Yeah. So in my, in my opinion, I think the Nets need to get bigger. They need to get longer. And they need to get more of the typical three and D guy. I think Bruce is just repetitive, in my opinion. And I'm, I don't think he's coming back.
4: Well, just quick stat. There was only three players averaging higher points per game while shooting 50% from the field and from three-point range than Bruce oh, Brown through the first round. It was Brandon Ingram at 29 per game, Jordan Poole at 28 per game, and Devin Booker at 28 per game.
2: Yeah, I mean Bruce, he's he's a great guy, a great player, brings the energy, brings the fight. And it's no knock against him, because I think he's great. I just well, I, hope you know he, if you lead, I hope you know if he leaves, he's probably going to Boston. So I just I don't think he brings a role that the Nets' need. Especially, I mean, if Ben Simmons plays, which is obviously the biggest mystery in all of basketball, I would imagine. I don't know. I don't see a need for him. If he does come back, I think he's only playing 15 to 20 minutes a game. And right? you had to pay someone what they would probably have to pay him to do that. I don't know. Well,
4: could, I don't think he, they do. He could no. back up Ben Simmons. That's the thing. Like he would be Ben Simmons backup, really.
5: And yeah, hopefully. No. I
2: All would right. just rather give the roster spot to someone that's got a little more size to him personally. Um, so the next on the list is our
4: restricted free agent. That is Nick Claxton. He is going into his age 24 season. And I believe he's eligible. Him and Bruce are, like, eligible for the same contract because, like, they – because they're both, like, second-rounders from whatever year it was. Um, and, I, and I believe their max is, like, four years for $39 million for both of them, which I don't know if either one is going to command the full thing. But Nick Claxton, I want him back. I think we will sign him, but I don't know if we will trade him.
3: Yeah. That's that, I'm at a point where, like, I don't like letting assets walk for zero. Yes. It- it's, like, tough because he really did struggle with the free throw line. He does do some great things, but some of his, like, his shortcomings do really hurt us, so I don't know. It's really. It's also,
4: like, it's also hard to say, like, with a lot of these guys, like, if we want them back because, like, we do like a lot of these guys. But it's just, like, we don't know what other options are going to be out there. Like, can we get anybody better than this guy in reality, right. you know? Can, can we get a Chris Boucher, for example? Who I yes, be exactly. Fit. Who, who will be, be a better fit than Nick Claxon for sure. I right. agree. But he's a restricted free agent. He's obviously coming off of his rookie contract. So I feel like we will sign him. If anything, we could trade him. But I feel like he
2: will be back, like, signed. I agree. I think he'll be back. I want him back. Hopefully, he can knock down a free throw. I mean, that just killed the Nets, especially in game four. But in game one, game one, two, he missed five and was lost by one. He does a lot of things well on a basketball court where it's like, I think you can somewhat teach someone to shoot a free throw. You can't teach someone the switchability that he has. Um, You can put more muscle on a guy that's young, which obviously he still needs to do. But he does a lot of things well. He fills a lot, fills a lot of needs for the Nets, in my opinion. And I hope he comes back. Yeah. Improve. I want to say improved. I hope he works on the offseason. Improves. Puts on some weight. Learns how to shoot a free throw. But I hope he comes back.
4: Yeah. All right. So the next name on the list is another unrestricted free agent. Goran Dragic. He is going into his age 37 season. And he would probably be back on a minimum, if anything. The way I see it is, if. Steve Nash is the Nets coach. He's back. If he's Steve Nash is not the Nets coach, then he's not back.
3: Uh, I see it as if, if Steve Nash is back, there's a chance he's back. If Steve Nash isn't, there's no chance. I doubt either. way. That. I don't think he liked it here. He said he is like his post game presser. He seemed pretty adamant. That was like a lot of bullshit going on.
2: <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I'm a, uh, I'm going to tell you that Steve Nash will be back. And I do not think Goran Dragic will be back. And I, he kind of falls in, like, the Bruce Brown role for me where he's undersized. Like, he is a true playmaker and, like, floor general, which the Nets don't really have unless Ben Simmons plays. Um, but I don't think he's the answer either. I, I don't want him back personally. Like, I think he was great for the Nets. He definitely played well in the postseason. But once again, I'm all for the Nets getting more size. And he doesn't fit that build, so I don't want him back.
4: Yeah. All right, so the next one, I already know where Cody's going to go with it, but it is Andre Drummond, an unrestricted free agent going into his age 29 season.
2: (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, you can start. I am very, very torn on Andre Drummond. Like, I honestly, he was great in the regular season. He was borderline unplayable in the playoffs.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of, like, what you get with Andre Drummond. It's like, I, I know they have like a curse when he does, like, certain things. Like, he did the peace sign against Miami. I know he did something with the Lakers, too, but. Yeah, he yeah. was, like,
4: he was like posting up on the sideline as LeBron was posting up, and then the Lakers didn't win another game in the playoffs after that.
3: Yeah, I don't know. I, was, I don't think he's back. Then I can't really afford him anyway. If I had to guess if Heinz going back to the Sixers or some shit like that. <laughs> oh, that would be
2: rough. Yeah. I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lean on the side of I. I don't think he's
4: coming back, and I don't want him back. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I mean, like he's like we haven't had an interior force like him probably ever since Brooke Lopez. Yeah. <laughs> so like that was like a breath of fresh air for a little while, but it's just like when you get to the point where you're in the playoffs and they're doing a hack of Drummond, and then whatever center we played, they were doing a hack of whoever the fuck was out there. So it was just like we couldn't like nobody was able to knock down a damn free throw. And it was just like, I mean, like you can't keep bringing in guys back like that when like little things like that are so important in the playoffs.
2: Yeah. Also, like the Nets defensive scheme, which I hate, I'm pretty sure you guys also hate, is switch West. everything. You can't play a big like Drummond or even Aldridge when you're switching everything. And yeah. the Bucks, by the way, the Bucks showed today that you don't have to switch everything against the Celtics because they weren't switching very much. Granted, they have better defensive players, but anyways, um, really? I, I, th- I, think you need, I think you need a more modern, big One I'll go back to a Boucher, or even like a Bobby Portis type player where they can handle their own on the inside, but also still somewhat stay with the guard. That's the modern NBA, obviously, that it's very pick and roll driven, and you have to be able to defend a pick and roll in order to play in the playoffs, and Drummond was unable to do it.
4: Yeah. All right, so the next one is David Duke Jr. He is on a two-way contract, and he is a restricted free agent because he was a second round. He was an undrafted player that we gave a two-way on a one year. So he is restricted, and he is on a two-way. See, the thing is, I know that the Nets really like David Duke Jr. and um, with reasoning, but he's just I don't, I don't know if they're gonna give up on him so quick. But if there's guys available that they would rather give that roster spot to that, like, come in on a minimum, I could definitely see him being gone or just, like, just not being brought back. And, like, say, like, we could just sign whoever else for, like, minimum deals that are available. And, like, you convert a guy like Craig Randall to your two-way or another guy that you draft this year because we do have two draft picks if we decide to use them.
3: But. Yeah, it's really a coin flip. It's no like way of knowing or not. It's not, not that's entirely important at this point. It's just kind of like you guys got to wait. Yeah, it's
4: like it's like a case like him is hard to tell because he was an undrafted guy who we decided to give a two way because he impressed us. and he
3: impressed the staff. It'll probably but be just, gonna, like he's the last guy signed if anything because you got to go through yeah. the right. like, signings first. So probably like yeah, for sure. I do hope Craig Randall is on a
4: two way next year though. That's that is something I hope for. Yeah.
2: I agree. I'm pretty indifferent on David Duke. Um, I was gonna mention Craig Randall before you, but you did it before me, Joe. Obviously, came on the podcast. Great guy. He, he. I can make sure he came in second for MVP po- MVP voting of the G League this year. Which he was a walk. He was a walk on. Don't forget, like he was a walk on. Showed up to a local tryout. Like I'm rooting for him, and I would love to see him on the Long Island Nets two way, and maybe make it up like the Nets every once in a while. Yeah. I mean, we, we, because Lord goal, knows, Lord knows
4: we can't stay healthy. So, oh, okay. at some point, I
2: was going to say, we saw the role that the two ways played for the Mets earlier in the season. Um, I mean, Kessler Edwards ended up getting playoff minutes when he wasn't expected. So, you never know what's going to happen out of a two way. Yeah. I mean, we I cut like, a vet. We cut a
4: vet James Johnson for him. So, yeah. Like if you, so. if you, the Nets, Definitely know, like, if you're a 2 way and you're contributing, like, as one of the better guys on the team, like, you're going to – we will get you on the playoff roster. So, that's a good thing. Um, next one is Blake Griffin. Age 34 season coming up. Um, right now, he, he came back on – he came to the Nets on a minimum the last two years. Um, Def didn't play a lot this year after he struggled early on. Um, I believe his final numbers for the season, he averaged, like, six points per game on, like, 27% shooting or something. Like, it was, like, definitely not good numbers. But when he's out there, he's one of the guys, like, we know Blake just plays hard, and he just does everything you need him to do. Even if he's not knocking down his jumper, he'll do all the little things. So it's just, like, I I personally would like Blake Griffin back, but I don't think he's going to come back. There's already rumors of him going to LA go back to the Clippers play with PG and Kawhi I think he's gone and I think he should I think he should leave because he he deserves a bigger opportunity to get more minutes than what he was doing here
3: yeah I agree I think he's probably gonna to the Clippers I think that ended the kind of like dirtily. like the way that ended up wasn't really like that fair and I think he wants to get go back home and that'd be cool for honestly for him yeah we did not playing properly we saw what he could bring on the court when he actually did play felt as if we could have used it but i wouldn't be shocked if he left i heard somewhere like not to get sidetracked that like why would ring chasers kind of want to come to the nets now we may not be able to get any ring chasers because like you think about it they got swept in the first round they treated a lot of their guys that did come to ring chase like shit at the end of the year just didn't play yeah. them. so like the nets may not be able to get lucky like they did the last year or two getting guys coming in taking less money like, to try to win a championship because they might not even win a championship. They got some, they didn't win a playoff game. So the Nets yeah. really went on the margins.
4: Yeah, and I was thinking the same thing. Like, think about the guys that showed up here late in their careers to try to engage Chase. You think Goran Dragic, Blake Griffin, Lamarcus Aldridge. Goran Dragic got some minutes. And Millsap. Minutes. Don't forget Millsap. Yeah, Millsap, too. Millsap got traded, like, halfway through the year, and he barely played when he was here. So it was just, like, those four guys, like, and then Dragic, like, he definitely wasn't happy with his playing time. He had said before he... Like before he was even going to sign with the team, he's like, I want to, pl- to go somewhere where I could still contribute like around like 20 minutes per game. And he just didn't get that with us. He did for a time when Kyrie Irving wasn't allowed to play. But like, as soon as that came back, as soon as he was able to play full time, it was just like, he wasn't getting that anymore. And you think LaMarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin, the, those two guys were benched basically all year. And it's like, these are years that they could still be playing basketball in other locations, even if they aren't as supposed like quote unquote good as the nets are, are supposed to be. Like, these are years of their careers that they're throwing away by being here in which they they thought they would have a chance to compete and help a team win a championship, and they're just sitting on the bench watching other guys suck.
2: Yeah, Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm going to be honest. I don't want Blake back. I shouldn't say that. I think if the Nets strike out elsewhere and Blake's still available, I think he could play meaningful minutes, but he's not at the top of my priority. As for getting guys to ring chase, I think it might be difficult in the off season, but if the Nets are a top seed come the buyout market next year, then I still see players coming. Personally, yeah,
4: I mean, there, I mean, when you have a guy like Kevin Durant on your team, like you're always gonna have a shot to get guys like that. Right. But still, yeah. All right, so now that's all like the straight up free agents. There's gonna be two, possibly two more guys that could be free agents. Um, the first one is Kyrie Irving. Um, he has a player option, which he will likely decline and get a longer-term deal. Um, I mean, obviously, I want Kyrie Irving back. <laughs> and obviously, I think he's going to be back because he said he's not leaving seven anywhere. So Kyrie will be back. People um, are saying obviously-
3: that you trade him and stuff. Like, it's no, there's no trade. You either sign him. And you, yeah. and you, and or, or he you, leaves. Or he, he leaves. leaves. But then the other option is if Ke- Kevin Durant wants him back and you just let him leave, then you lose Kevin Durant too. So yeah, that's Kevin it. You don't have an yeah.
4: Exactly. So Kyrie's coming back. I think that's pretty self-explanatory. Cody, if you want to chime in, go ahead. But I know obviously you're going to say
2: he's coming back and you want it back. Kyrie Irving's going to get whatever contract Kyrie Irving wants. That's all I have to say. If he wants a one-year deal, he's going to get it. If he wants a three-year deal, he's going to get it. If he wants a super max or the max he's able to get for like four or five years, whatever it is, he's going to get it. Whatever Kyrie wants, he's getting. And yes, he will be back. with it. that's as simple as that.
4: Okay. And then the last one is Patty Mills, which is interesting. Because Patty was our MLE guy, um, we obviously lost Jeff Green to sign Patty because we wanted to give Patty a two year MLE to secure him after he was balling in the Olympics. Um, Patty Mills was great for us a lot this year, but then there was also some really down times with Patty, just another guy, like we've been saying with a lot of these guys, that's very undersized, and it's like we're gonna have to, I mean. Patty's gonna make the choice for himself, but Patty's decision probably impacts a lot of other guys. Like if Patty comes back, how aggressive are the Nets to bring back Bruce Brown just because of the size thing? It's just like it's a lot of stuff like that. Um I think Patty at this stage in his career is gonna accept his option because he was in San Antonio for so long and he made he a really difficult choice to uproot and move his family out over to brooklyn from texas um he was over there for so long and i think like he came here wanting to play here for at least the two years that he's signed for so i think he's gonna accept it but if he doesn't that might give the Nets some more flexibility i do i think i do want patty back just because you can never have enough shooting and patty proved time and time again that he could shoot the hell out of the ball
3: yeah he looked like he was playing himself out of the contract like opting in at the beginning of the year and then looked like he kind of like is now back into it. <laughs> yeah, so I think he will be back. Um, it makes me like wonder if the Nets like try to move a Seth Curry because he's in a really good deal for like some size, like a Tim Brooks, who's rumored to be out of Memphis or something like that. I'm just curious if they like go that route because I know like people mentioned Joe Harris, but like one the Nets need size too. Like Seth Curry's contract is beautiful. Like so you, get a lot of more value out of that than you would for like Joe Harris. That's just how I see it right now. But yeah. So, do you want you want Patty back? I'll take Patty back.
2: Yeah, I, I, I think I don't know. It's tough for me. Like he kind of is repetitive at some point, but he's also a great leader. Like he's close with Ben Simmons, which I think is huge. Um, as long as he's fine with like a reduced role, then I'm fine with it because I don't <laughs> think he's gonna. I don't think he wants to play thirty minutes a game like he was for majority of the season. Personally, I think would be. Around like the twenty twenty two mark, which I think is fine for him at this stage in his career, kind of be that veteran leader. Um, but yeah, I want him back. Yeah, that's
4: all the names. That's all our free agents. I mean, like, what? I mean, like Kyrie Irving is a lock to come back. So, but like in reality, we could have eight new names on the Nets next year. <laughs> like, that's pretty crazy. I, th- I think we most likely will. I think we will have like a good amount. Like, I think like at least. At, at least, like, six new guys on this team next year. Yeah. Oh, crazy. Absolutely.
2: I mean, yeah. we'll, we'll go more in-depth on, like, each player and, like, as we get farther into the offseason, but this just shows the kind of turnover the Nets really could have after they had an embarrassing season, a pathetic end to it, where things simply didn't work out. So, when things happen like that, you get swept, like, whatever. Typically, a team will blow it up. Now, obviously, they're going to have, like, the main components back of KD, Kyrie, like, Joe Harris will hopefully come back. Ben Simmons will hopefully play. But besides that, like, the role players are pretty much going to be completely different surrounding those players, in my opinion. And I hope they are, truthfully. I hope they're completely different.
4: I mean, when our, I, we should have known we were doing when James Johnson was our first signing last offseason. <laughs>
2: I think that's a perfect point to end uh, talking about James Johnson but thank you guys if you ever listened to this episode of the Sports Ethos Nets podcast this was our first episode of the off season. Um, it's going to be a long one unfortunately because I think the regular season starts in October right so we got like yeah. five and a half five and a half months, six months um, we do plan on dropping at least one episode a week um, so stay tuned and let's go Nets